This is the Pokedex Radio Podcast, where you can learn to be the very best like no one ever was. Every Pokemon trainer knows that the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. Now this is where we talk about all things Pokemon from the video game to the anime and more. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. Welcome, trainers, to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. Uh, As usual, my name is Austin. I am your host. Thank you very much for downloading today's episode. Uh, Today's main topic, we're going to be talking about um, gamers taking video games too seriously and the fine line between um, competitive gaming and having fun and competitive gaming and just kind of not having fun at all. Um, But if you'd like to see the show notes for today's episode, you can go to pokedexradio.com slash 59 uh, for today's episode. And if you'd like to contact me, you can always email me to feedback at pokedexradio.com. That's F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K at pokedexradio.com. Or you can leave a comment on the show notes. Again, today's episode is over at pokedexradio.com slash 59. Um, but the first thing I really want to talk about today is uh, a little survey thing I have on the website. Um, it's a kind of like get to know you sort of survey. It's not about Pokemon. It's actually about um, like your home and stuff like that in general. Simply just so um, I have some, I've signed up with a, a company called Blueberry and um, they would prefer to have like an, uh, an audience survey so they can see what type of audiences uh, are listening to different types of podcasts. And this is kind of sort of to see if I can sort of strike up any sort of advertising deals or anything like that. I just said sort of like six times. Okay. But yeah, it's a, it's for kind of advertising deal, uh, advertising deals, things like that to see if I can try to monetize my efforts in some way um, here at the Pokedex radio. So if you could please go over uh, to pokedexradio.com and on the sidebar of the show notes over on the right hand side, over at the top, it'll say, take our survey. Just click on the button there. It's an 11 question survey if you don't know all the answers to all the questions, that's fine. Especially if somebody who's a little bit younger, you might not know every single answer because um, it's about like family income and things like that. Uh, but it's just to make, just to kind of get an, uh, an idea of who's listening to this type of show. And so possibly in a way in the future, I can get some sort of advertising deals, which would be really cool. I would love to get something like that for Pokedex Radio. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check that out over on the sidebar of any page at pokedexradio.com. So the first thing I wanted to talk about today is Pokemon X and Y. We'll get to our main topic in a little bit. Uh, Pokemon X and Y, I feel, um, a lot of things are just way too easy in the game. Uh, and I mean, not easy, but it's just, everything is kind of handholding and, uh, let me let me just give you some examples. Um, during the uh, during a point in time in the game, and I wrote this over at the show notes again at pokedexradio.com slash fifty nine. Um, during a point in time in the game, you learn about mega evolutions, 
and you learn how to do it and you even experience a uh, mega evolution battle whether you win or lose it doesn't really matter too much but you experience a mega evolution battle and those of you who have not played pokemon x and y yet you might want to close your ears for like another two minutes um or just skip ahead like two minutes and I'll, i'll try to do this quickly so hopefully they're gone now okay um during this point in the game, uh, Diantha teaches you how to mega evolve. And after you're done with the battle, as those of you who've played the game should know, and hopefully those of you who play the game are all the only ones listening, I don't want to give away any sort of spoilers. She pretty much hands over her, Luc- her Lucario, who has the Lucario Knight mega stone and can mega evolve. So it's like, here's how to mega evolve. By the way, here's a Pokemon who knows how to, me- uh, who can mega evolve and run with it. So that was that. So I think that's really kind of handholding like okay yeah the any one of the kanto starters can mega evolve there are other pokemon in the game that can mega evolve as well by the way spoilers are over um at least for that uh, for that part uh so there are other pokemon that can mega evolve that you find around uh the uh the region um for some uh, the Kalos region there you go um the houndour uh, can, uh, I mean, Houndoom can mega evolve. Uh, you can catch a Houndour over, I believe, on Route 10, I think it is. Uh, I think that's where I caught mine. Uh, other Pokemon that can mega evolve, uh, you can, I, I believe, Aerodactyl can mega evolve, and you can find the Amber Stone very easily, as long as you, you're kind of searching around a little bit. Um, and just a handful of other Pokemon that you get, all the Kanto starters, obviously, that are pretty much given to you at the beginning of the game, and uh, a handful of others. So you already have all of these. Why just be given another one? I think that's kind of a little too handholdy uh, and kind of being spoon fed. Like here, here's how you do it, and here is one that can do it. I'm just like, calm down with that. Uh, another part right after uh, you learn about mega evolutions, you need to cross uh, a, a small lake or a river on Route 12, and the only way to cross a small lake or a river is by surfing. And as you're walking towards there, uh, your, your neighbor, I forgot what her name was, but your neighbor gives you, uh, HM three for surf. So it's like, okay, obviously I need to, I need to cross this little, you know, Creek here. So let's, I'm going to get a surf. I'm going to teach it to one of my Pokemon. Hopefully you have a water Pokemon by this time, whether you have the water starter, uh, the Kalos starter or the Kanto starter, or you've, uh, caught a water type Pokemon over, uh, so far the course of the game because there's been a lot of stuff that happens and you get the old rod by now um and so there are plenty of water type pokemon that you could have already come across by this point in time but so your neighbor she gives you surf or he depending on which uh which gender you chose at the beginning i, I think i'm not sure if there's a difference because uh, i've only chosen the male version because i'm a dude so uh, when I play through Y, I might go ahead and choose um, the the female character instead. But so you get surf, and then you walk like twenty feet. You walk through the little um, uh, separation thing there, and then you walk onto Route Twelve. And there's a dude that was blocking you before, saying that you have to go and finish your business with Diantha, or you know, battle her and stuff like that in the gym, and do a couple of other side things. And what what does he give you? A Lapras. Okay, so you have to cross this little tiny creek and he gives you the Lapras and right beforehand, just two, 20 seconds beforehand, your neighbor gave you Surf, the HM3 for Surf. And I'm like, okay, I have Surf and boom, I have a Lapras. 
why is it so like obviously handholding? Like, okay, in case you didn't capture a water Pokemon, here's one so you can just cross this, you know, river here on Route 12. Like, come on, that's it's way too handholdy. I feel, you know, you you get the Pokemon that is absolutely most popular to know how to surf, Lapras. Lapras, Lapras is even classified as the transportation Pokemon. In the anime, Lapras, you know, Ash had a Lapras and surfed him around the Orange Islands. Like, come on. Like, it's so obvious that they're trying to help you with a lot of these things. It's like, let me do it myself. Like, that's, that's how I feel. Like, let me do it myself. Let me capture a water type Pokemon. Like, I have a, a, probably a, a small handful of water types right uh, at that time. Probably two or three. Um, I had a team of fire type Pokemon mostly because I chose Fennekin as my starter. I chose Char- uh, Charmander as my Kalos, uh, I mean, uh, as my Kanto uh, starter from uh, from Professor Sycamore. And I wanted Litleo, so I had to backtrack a little bit. I got Litleo. I had the Firebird-looking thing, the Talonflame. I forgot its, uh, its base form. I had that. So right there, that's uh, the two starters, Litleo, the fire thing, uh, bird thing. Um, I found Houndour, so that's five. And then I had a fifth, I had a sixth spot, obviously. And so I didn't know what to choose. I didn't want to choose another fire type. Uh, so I ended up uh, going with Pancham because I found Pancham and I ended up going with him and eventually evolved into, um, uh, I can't think of the name regardless. Uh, he ended up evolving afterwards because I had Houndoom with me. I believe it evolves only when it has a, when you have another dark type Pokemon, um, in on your team as well so thank goodness for Houndour. uh well it's a hound doom now but thank goodness for him so i had a ton of fire type pokemon and i can get it you know if you're you can go through the game without capturing certain types of pokemon i don't think i captured an electric type i don't think i have any electric types at all actually no i take that back i have uh, pikachu from the uh the forest little area uh, towards the beginning of the game from the beginning of the game but but still i feel like it's really handholdy but uh the um the Pancham evolution can learn surf. So I was able to teach him surf and that's not a problem, but I feel, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's a bear, but it makes sense. It's cause it's a bear. Um, but still like you get surf and then you get the Labrys right away to teach the Labrys surf. So you can surf across this thing. I don't know. I think it was too handholdy. I feel like they could have done something a little bit better, but there are, there are areas in the game, which I understand that aren't as easy. Uh, one thing that's really confusing for me going around Lumios city, which, okay. I, I talked about this on the Facebook last week. Um, I kept saying like Lumois city and stuff like that. I tried putting a French twist on it. And then I was watching a video, uh, from Maryland and he's like, Hey everybody, welcome to Lumio city. And I'm like, Oh, pff, that's how you say it. Like I felt so dumb afterwards, but then again, they haven't really said a lot of the, uh, my friend Renee kind of like helped, uh, help me out with there. He's like, they haven't really talked about it in the anime. So I don't blame you for mispronouncing it. Then again, like I'm sure a ton of people mispronounced uh, Lumio City, um, if that's how you even say it. But that's I mean that's how Marilyn says it. So I'm gonna kind of go off of him because he's a pretty smart dude. But still, um, and it, it looks like it makes makes sense. L U M I O S E Lumios makes sense. Uh, City of Lights, things like that. I mean that's New York, but Paris it's always lighty and lots of lights and stuff like that. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, tra- uh, traveling around Lumio City is so confusing. 
And I haven't even gotten back to Lumio City when they turn the lights on yet. I'm only in the South Boulevard, and it's super confusing. I'm getting dizzy and stuff. So, yeah. And, uh, so there are certain aspects of the game that aren't as easy. Even uh, HM1 for cut, I couldn't find it. I had to backtrack and search around for it in order to find it. Um, and I needed to use cut. You know, you need to use cut to get to a couple of different things. And I wanted to get it, and I had to really search for it uh, to find where it was. So in some cases, they don't hold your hand to do a lot of things, but in others, they really do. And one reason... Uh, I feel like Pokemon X, another reason why I feel Pokemon X and Y might be a little bit too easy is the fact that I'm going through every gym so far. I've gone through four gyms uh, at at the current moment in the game. And I've just slaughtered them all. The first gym was a uh, a bug gym. That one, easy. I had Fennekin. um, I didn't have Charmander at the time, but I had my Fennekin and also the, um, the fire bird Pokemon thing. I had th- I had those two wipe the floor with the first gym. I also had that little fairy thing, the flower fairy. Th- I don't know the names of all of these new Pokemon yet, so you're going to have to bear with me on a lot of this stuff. Um, so yeah, wipe the floor with the first gym. Uh, the second gym, I believe, was the uh, the dinosaur one, that would, the, the rock gym. I had Pancham wipe the floor with him. Like, super easy. I think I even used my Charmeleon through, uh, through some of that, some of that, uh, some of the uh, the trainers in the gym wipe the floor with them. I'm expecting more of a challenge from the gym leaders. Like when I battle a gym leader, it's feel like I, I feel like I'm just battling any you know random trainer on you know in the forest or on a route or on, you know in a cave or something like that. I don't feel like I'm being challenged like I used to with a lot of the gym leaders. Sometimes I would have to you know uh, try to you know uh, go out and grind and stuff like that, raise my Pokemon's level just so I can you know compete with that gym. And I feel like even back from first gen, some of the gyms were a little, you know, tougher to beat, especially at the beginning. You have Brock's gym. You know, if you chose Charmander, you know, you're going to have a, a tough time, you know, uh, trying to defeat Brock's gym because there's not that many, there's not that many Pokemon that can do so. Obviously, if you chose one of the, you know, either Squirtle or Bulbasaur, you'll have an easier time. But then you get to uh, Cerulean City with Misty. And it gets a little bit harder again. Either you chose Bulbasaur and you'll have an easier time doing so, or you caught something that can help you out with that with the with a water gym. Either maybe a Pikachu uh, from from the Viridian Forest or any other uh, Pokemon. There are Bellsprout and Oddish over on Route twenty three and twenty four. I think it is uh, right north of uh, Cerulean City. I mean, I'm expecting more of a challenge, not so much hand holding with these games. But other than that, the games I feel are excellent. I'm not, other than those like small little minor complaints, I don't feel like I'm having any sort of, you know, significant complaints about any of these games. I, I would like the Kalos region Pokemon to have mega evolutions, but we'll go past that. Uh, I can understand why, because they are brand new Pokemon, uh, giving them the ability to mega evolve immediately. Maybe we'll wait a game or two, and maybe then they'll be able to mega evolve. But other than that, I'm liking Pokemon X and Y. I'm sure a lot of you are as well. If you haven't gotten it, go purchase Pokemon X and Y. Um, go over to pokedexreaders.com slash store. You can buy it from my Amazon store. Actually, we're going to do a little quick break here, and then we'll come back with the main topic. 
If you're looking to shop on Amazon for video games and Pokemon merchandise, instead of going straight through Amazon, you should visit my Amazon store at pokedexradio.com store. Here I've compiled tons of different games and consoles, and I'm always adding more. I recently added the Pokemon movies as well. Now, using my store will help support the podcast and won't cost you anything more than you would normally pay on Amazon. Now, you use Amazon to buy tons of things anyways, right? So, why not just buy through my affiliate store and help me out? Now, to visit my store, go to pokedexradio.com slash store. Again, that is pokedexradio.com slash store, so you can help support the podcast. All right, now let's get into uh, the main topic of today's show, which is, hang on, try to pull up my show notes here, which is uh, the differences between competitive gaming and fun gaming. And now there, there's a line and of course, you know, competitive gaming can be fun and it is fun, but what I'm trying to get at is, um, well, first of all, let me just mention, this was a topic that, um, I'm, uh, that who mentioned this Matt from team knockout. Um, and he mentioned this on Twitter and I told him I was going to try to do an episode on this months ago. And he said, sure. So I got this topic from, uh, the guys over at team knockout. I believe it was more specifically, um, Matt from team knockout. Uh, you can go to the show notes over at pokedexradio.com and on the side, uh, there should be a link to team knockout and, and their blog over, I don't remember their website name. Let me go ahead and check this out actually. So team knockout blog at team dash knockout.blogspot.com. They're really good for also po- uh, for Pokemon information and they're really good at, um, at competitive battling and things like that. And they're, you can go ahead and like join their Facebook and stuff like that. They're, those guys are really cool over there. But anyways, so the differences between competitive and, and fun gaming, the line can be crossed. What do you mean by that is, uh, you know, video games are supposed to be fun. That's the reason why they're, the, the word is game. It's a, it's a game. They're supposed to be fun to play, fun to, you know, do whatever with. But um, regardless of how you're actually playing the video game, either casually, like, which is what usually I do. I don't do that much competitive battling or anything. I usually pray, play casually and kind of by myself most of the time. Uh, but there are others who play competitively. And you should have fun regardless and just not take it too seriously, you know, but I mean, like I said, yeah, there's the, there's the line that you can have fun while being competitive. And there's some points I want to kind of touch on there. There are some people who are just absolutely so competitive when it comes to, uh, and this can be translated not just to video games but other types of games like sports things like that it's just so they're so competitive at it that it just sucks the fun right out of right out of it completely like you're supposed to be having fun with regardless of what you're doing playing a video game playing a sport um you know playing an instrument or any type of thing that you're supposed to be having fun with no matter what there's going to be somebody who's going to be trying to compete with others and sucking the fun out of it completely um, there are ways that can kind of suck the fun out of, you know, having fun with a game. And that could be, you know, just knowing the rules and the mechanics of the game. You know, if you don't know how to play the game, you're not going to have as much fun, which is understandable. If you're new to a game, like, uh, for example, I remember the time when I first started playing uh, the Halo series of games uh, for the Xbox. 
I didn't have that much fun playing because I kept dying. You know, my friends kept, you know, killing me and stuff like that because I didn't know how to play. Once I figured out how to play the game, it was tons of fun. You know, I, I still enjoy playing Halo every once in a while. Um, I haven't bought Halo. Do I have Halo for? I don't think so. I don't think I do. Um, but it's, I mean, regardless, any Halo game I I've enjoyed so far since I've actually learned how to play the game because knowing how to play does contribute to the fun and knowing how to play. I mean, also by pushing the buttons, you know, how to, you know, which way, how to move and stuff like that. Uh, you know what this button does, what that button does, but also knowing the rules uh, and mechanics of the game. And when I talk about that, I mean like there's rules for sports. I don't know anything about sports cause I don't, I don't, I'm not into sports at all, but you know, in baseball, you know, I used to play baseball as a kid, you know, you have, even though I'm not into sports, I did play sports when I was younger, you know, for baseball, you have to hit the ball, make sure nobody catches it before it hits the ground, run and tag a base and then run around. Hopefully you get like a home run or whatever. So if you're not doing that, if you're just swinging aimlessly, you know, you're going to hurt somebody for one. Uh, if you're not running and tagging the bases, you're not going to be able to make that play. Nothing like you have to know how to play the game in order to have fun doing so. And that can translate easily to Pokemon as well. If you're, if you have a team of all water Pokemon and you go up against a team of electric and grass type Pokemon, you're going to be slaughtered. Like you're not going to have as much fun doing, uh, you know, playing the game because you're going to go up and lose against everybody. You need to know how to play the game, but they're also on the other side of the coin, there are those people who are way, way too competitive. They spend weeks and weeks, and well, now it's going to be easier, so days and days, IV breeding Pokemon. You know, trying to get, you know, 31 IVs across the board, because that is, you know, the end-all, be-all goal for any type of IV breeder. You know, 31 across the board. You know, EV training is so much easier now, so much easier. I fully EV trained uh, a Mareep that I caught in like 20 minutes. Not take that back. Not 20 minutes. I don't know why I said 20 minutes, but I did it in like two hours. Super easy. I was exaggerating. Super easy to EV train. Now I maxed out its special attack and its speed, you know, regardless of how you're supposed to train a Pokemon. I always go special attack and speed, um, or just attack and speed regardless. Um, with, with knowing what type of moves that I'm going to give, uh, you know, start manipulating it later, whatever. Um, but there are those who are like, you know, they're breeding tons of different Pokemon or they're constantly playing the game so they can beat somebody else. And and when if they lose and there's it's another aspect of sucking the fun out of the game, being a sore loser or even a sore winner, because there are there are people who, you know, winning is nice, but you win some, you lose some. If you're a sore winner, you know, rubbing in the face of rubbing it in the face of your opponent or something like that, you know, that's that's not fun for everybody. You know, if you win, you, you know go congratulate the other person. Good job. You know, you know, it was a good fight, whatever. Even if you know that they weren't exactly the best player in the world, just be like, you know, it was a good fight. Thank you for playing, whatever. Again, I remember as a kid and they stay uh, during baseball and they do this even in like the major leagues, you know, after the game, they go and they say, you know, good game to everybody. You know, one team goes to the other team and they say good game. You know, it's just being having good sportsmanship and it translate to translates to gaming so easily. I mean, regardless if it's a sport or not, I mean, this is Pokemon. Yeah. Within the Pokemon world, Pokemon battling is a sport, but at the same time, you know, it's a video game. So we play this as a video game and we don't, we wouldn't consider it technically a sport. It's not like Olympic thing or anything like that. 
you still have to have good sportsmanship and be courteous and kind to the other person, not rub it in their face. And with sore losers, you can't be a sore loser, man. Like I'll, I'll give an example. I was, uh, this was a couple of years ago, uh, around the time when, uh, modern warfare two came out and I, I have it for the PlayStation three. And I've, I've mentioned that I purchased the game a few times on the show. Um, and I was uh, hanging out with a few friends and I mean, it was a four of, uh, four of us total and we're four of us are adults. So we were, you know, sitting around at a friend's house, you know, having some adult beverages and it starts, it starts getting kind of rowdy because, you know, we're starting to, you know, not get all there. Like I said, we were drinking adult beverages and one of, one of our, uh, one of the guys, you know, started trash talking so much. You like, I can beat you at modern warfare too. I'm so much better than all four, all three of you. I can beat all three of you at once. Okay. So we took the challenge to go ahead and try that because I had the game, the guy who we were at his house, who was trash talking. He had the game. Uh, another one of the guys also owned the game. And the, the fourth guy, Ben, he didn't have the game, but he always played with one of us. I don't think, um, if he owned a PS3, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he did. Cause yeah, he did. Cause he always used to bring his controller, but he didn't own modern warfare too, regardless. Um, so we decided, okay, three against one, we slaughtered him hands down. So I'm like, okay, okay. I was the one who got most, uh, the most kills. Cause I, I, even though I didn't play as often as the, the rest of them, I did, you know, I was better at the game cause I wasn't, I was being more precise. I was, you know, trying to be tactful in, in my, you know, running around and stuff like that. Not trying to get killed, not trying to, trying to, you know, run around stabbing people and stuff like that with the game. So I would always get, uh, the majority of the kills. So I was like, okay, let's have it one V one. He's like, I'm going to slaughter you. I'm going to slaughter you. He always used to put, um, and it's been a while since I played modern warfare too, but, uh, the one where you run faster, um, he had, uh, uh, the knife and also the, um, the perk where you can stab further. Um, so he was like one of those little runny stabby things. And he used to run around calling himself the gingerbread man. Why? I don't know. No idea why, but it was like an, a, a joke between the three, four of us. It was, it was, it was an inside joke, but none of us understood it. If that makes any sense. Uh, so he would run around trying to stab me and I would, I would just be picking him off here and there. I, I was, I wasn't, I sucked with a sniper, but still I was using, you know, whatever gun I could use. My favorite was the ACR. Uh, so I would just be, you know, picking him off from far away. Cause he would like run at me like an idiot. So, and he would just keep trash talking. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. Yet it comes down to it. And it's like 25 to one. And I would slaughter him every time. And we got, we got annoyed with him. And I mean, I'm not friends with the kid anymore, but I'm not kid when he was a, I think it was like a year younger than me, but I'm not friend with, I'm not friends with a guy anymore uh, for other reasons. Um, but to, ha- I don't know where I'm going with this, but to, but to have that kind of attitude is not fun. And then to be, uh, he was also a sore loser. He would even keep continue saying, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm so much better at you than this game. You know, I've been playing this game all the time, blah, blah, blah this and that. And he did play the game a lot. Um, uh, much more than I did, uh, much more than like the three of us, uh, the three other of us combined, uh, he played constantly. He was still one of the worst of us, uh, the worst out of the four of us. So to have that attitude sucks the fun out of the game because I wasn't having fun when I was playing. I was only playing simply then to prove him wrong because I knew I was better. And when I would play with the other three guys, we would run around and have fun and stuff like that. 
you know, and I would lose if I was playing against the other three, you know, occasionally. Um, but with this guy, I don't know. Things suck the fun out of the game. Don't be that person. Don't be that guy to suck the fun out of the game. Have fun. It's a game. Play it. Don't rub it in other, other people's faces if you win. Don't, you know, cry about it if you lose. Don't be that guy to constantly IV, IV breed or throw numbers around. And I can know what kind of what this is kind of what the show is about because we try to go into the mechanics and teach how to do these things. But at the same time, it shouldn't be so absolutely, you know, numbers, uh, all about the numbers and all about this and that. You know, they're Pokemon. They're cool. Some are cute. Some are cool looking. You know, some are kind of ugly. You know, it runs the gambit of everything. Have fun with it. It's a game. The purpose of the game, at least before, was to catch them all. Go out and catch as many as you can. And if you caught them all, good for you. You know, if you can't, that's fine. I I met a girl the other day who she said that she was able to catch all of them but one. So she has like, uh, this is, I'm talking Pokemon X and Y, um, uh, black and white. So she had everything in her games, all 600 and whatever Pokemon, minus one. I think, or minus two, I think she said, you know, and it, it didn't cut out the fun for her, at least not that she had mentioned. And she was like, she was joking around about it. Like, oh, I have everything, but you know, like Zekrom or something like that. And I was like, oh, you know, there's a thing called the GTS. If you've never heard of it, I didn't say that to her face, but I was like, you know, come on, but still she, it, I mean, that's the fun of the game. Have fun, play the game. If you lose, it's fine. The world's not going to end. Unless you have something really important writing on it, like $10,000 or something like that, then maybe you can get upset. But if you don't, if it's just there to have fun, have fun. And I'm, and I, um, coming up here in, uh, in January, uh, when I went to go pick up Pokemon X and Y from GameStop, and I don't have it here in front of me, I should have uh, remembered before, but they're actually having, uh, in Orlando, Florida, because I'm in Tampa, uh, in Orlando, Florida, they're having a uh, Pokemon video game, like, competition thing or whatever and i'm not sure if i really want to go or not because i haven't been to one since i was like nine years old and um like it it was a convention over in orlando florida also years ago and i remember i vaguely remember going um and i actually mentioned it to my mother and she was like oh yeah i remember going to that but anyways um I'm afraid of going because I don't want to see, you know, those people, you know, the people that are just like way too competitive with the stuff, you know, I can, I can get it, you know, being competitive or going with a team of people and, and doing your best and, and just doing your best. And that's all it is having fun, but I don't want to go to those people who are going like see those people who are just like constantly grinding their Pokemon or even, um, you know, buying hacked Pokemon online and things like that. And I know there are some legit sites that like sell Pokemon for a couple of dollars here and there that are Ivy bred and, and EV trained for you. So you don't have to do it yourself because sometimes people just don't have time, but they want to still be competitive uh, with the move sets that you might want and stuff like that. And they sell them for a few dollars and some of them are legit and some of them just are not at all. And I wouldn't go out and spend money to do that. If I wanted to do it myself, I'd spend the time doing it regardless of how long it took me to do it just because I'm not that competitive when it comes to Pokemon. But regardless, like I said, have fun. Don't be a sore loser. Don't be a sore winner, especially because that's not fun. Um, 
if you know that there's somebody around who doesn't know how to play the game, who's not having fun, encourage them a little bit, you know, go up to them and be like, you know, it's, it's fun. Here's how to do things. This is this. And that's that video games have a huge learning curve these days. They really do. It's no longer just up, down, left and right in a and B it's up, down, left and right. Here's a circle pad. Here's uh, a B X, Y left and right. Uh, you know, start and select. And here's a touch pad. If you touch here, this does that. If you touch there, that does that. Like it's so much. Even I had a hard time getting into Pokemon X and Y and like figuring out what button does what, like I just figured out how to register stuff. You know, when you hit, uh, when you hit Y you can go up, down, left and right to use whatever register item you can use. I just figured out how to do that. Cause otherwise I was doing it the old fashioned way going in and using the item. Cause when I, when I before, and this was a long time ago before, if I were to register the item, you know, you hit select and you would use the item or you would hit Y, you know, in the, in the DS generation of games and you would use the item. I don't, I don't know if they did this in black two or white two, cause I never played the games, but using the up, down, left and right thing. Usually I would be facing the direction I want to use it. And sometimes if I, especially if I'm using the bike, cause that's like the, the number one thing I like to register is the bicycle. Um, I would be facing that direction. And so if I'm not facing the one direction, ha, one direction. Um, if I wasn't facing that one direction to use the bicycle, hang on, what am I, if I wasn't pushing the button in that direction to use the bicycle, I would use a different item on accident. And that's kind of annoying, but I've gotten used to it now after playing for like two weeks, but still, because when that happened, it was not fun, but learning how to use it after eventually it became a little bit more fun. But that's really, that's pretty much it for the main topic, again, of competitive gaming and fun gaming and the line between. And that applies to all types of games, video games, board games, sports games, um, whatever other types of games there are. It applies across the board, really. So have fun. Don't be a jerk. Have fun. For the listeners of the Pokedex Radio podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download along with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash pokedexradio. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash pokedexradio for your free audiobook and your opportunity to support the show for free. Now, they have over 100,000 different titles to choose from, you know, from fiction, nonfiction, uh, news editorial, everything you could even think of. They are going to have there as an audio book for you to listen to. Now, you enjoy listening to podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to this one. It's very similar, except it's a book. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash Pokedex Radio for your free audiobook download. Now it's time for the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode this week is Pokemon number 598, Ferrothorn. Now, Ferrothorn is a Generation 5 Pokemon, very similar to Fortress. Um, and um, Fortress Evolution, I can't think of its name right now. But uh, Ferrothorn is classified as the Thorn Pod Pokemon. Uh, because it's very, you know, pod-like. It's like something you would find on a tree. It is a grass and steel type. 
uh, in the wild. It can be found in a 50-50 male-to-female ratio. Now, ferrothorn evolves from ferroseed. Now, ferroseed is considered the thorn seed Pokemon, also grass and steel type. Um, it can have the abilities of either, well, let's talk about in Generation 5, it only had the ability of Iron Barbs, uh, which what Iron Barbs does is if this Pokemon is touched, the opponent will receive damage. Very similar to like a recoil kind of thing. If you get, if you use a physical attack against a Ferrisseed or a Ferrothorn that has this ability, your Pokemon gets some damage too. So, um, but in the X and Y games, if I can pull that up here, in Generation 6... The X and Y games, Ferrothorn also has a possible hidden ability of Anticipation. What Anticipation does is it warns when the foe knows a one-hit KO or a super effective move. Now, I don't really know why that would be so absolutely amazing for a Ferrothorn, because there's only two things that are really strong against Ferrothorn. Uh, fire, which is times four because it's steel and grass type, and fighting, which is times two because of the steel. Uh, the one-hit KO move thing, is, it's okay, but I generally, I, I really don't see those that often um, when I do decide to go ahead and go online to play. So, um, I would prefer the hidden bar, uh, the Iron Barb's ability instead of its hidden ability of anticipation. But anyways, in the wild, Ferrisseed, let's talk about black and white first. Uh, um, so, in black and white and black and white 2, Ferrisseed can be found in the Charge Stone Cave. And in Generation uh, 6, in X and Y, it can be found in Glittering Cave, the Reflection Cave, or in the Friend Safari. And I need to do a little bit more information, um, a little bit more research about the Friend Safari because I don't know much about it. Um, so yeah. Uh, and in the Reflection Cave, it's kind of interesting because, um, excuse me, uh, because uh, it'll actually fall down from the roof or from the uh, ceiling. There's these little patches of like darkness uh, where like the like Woobat and stuff like that or Swoobat will come down and battle you. It'll literally fall down from the, the ceiling of the cave and come and battle you. I think that's kind of cool. Um, so that's Ferris Seed for X and Y. And I said in Gen 5 in Black 2 and uh, Black White, Black 2 and White 2, it's found in Charged Stone Cave. Now Ferris Seed evolves into Ferrothorn at level 40. And in Gen 5, yeah, you cannot find Ferrothorn in the wild at all. You have to evolve Ferroseed. So now Ferrothorn's stats, his base stat of HP is 74, attack 94, defense 131, special attack 54, special defense 16, and speed of 20. Um, it is an extremely slow Pokemon, obviously being so heavy. This Pokemon is 242 and a half pounds. That's 110 kilograms. Um, for those of you who don't use the, I don't know why the United States uses, uh, what they call standard, um, measurement when everywhere else in the world uses metric. I don't understand that. But anyways, 242 and a half pounds or 110 kilograms, a very heavy Pokemon, a very small Pokemon, only at three feet, three inches or one meter. So very heavy, which translates to its extreme slowness of a base speed of 20. Um, 
Obviously, it's defense to steel type Pokemon, so its defense is super high at 131. Special defense is also very high at 116. Attack is nice at 94. Special attack is meh at 54. And HP of 74 isn't too bad. Um, definitely a good Pokemon to take some heavy hits with um, not only just being a steel type and not really being too affected by any by much. It's um, it takes half damage from fairy attacks, half damage from steel, from dragon, from rock, psychic, nothing from poison, uh, and half from uh, I'm sorry, a quarter damage from grass because it not only it's a steel but it's also grass type, so it takes a quarter from grass and um, it takes a quarter from uh, water and normal types and kind of generally all around damage from everything else except fire and fighting, which it's weak to. Like I said before, fire is times four, fighting is times two. Heavy hitter, you know, can absorb tons of hits type of Pokemon. And I don't know if I mentioned before, but Pharisee can be found in the wild at a 50-50 male to female ratio. So that is it for the Pokemon of the episode today. Pokemon number 598, Ferrothorn. So that is just about it for the Pokedex Radio podcast today. Um, uh, let's talk about some of your emails really fast. I've gotten a ton of emails asking for my friend code, and I don't mind giving it out. You know, just ask me for it, and I'll email it right back to you. Just email me with yours as well so I can add you uh, into my um, three, uh, 2DS. So I don't mind. There's been a ton of people who are like, you know, I, I don't know if you want to give it out and this and that. I don't mind. Just send it to me. It's cool. Like, that's the whole purpose of me kind of being a podcast host, I guess. I'm not the whole purpose, but uh, one of the reasons is just because I don't know that many people who play Pokemon. I know maybe a, a small hand, a handful, maybe three tops other than myself. That's including myself, you know, three tops, really. Um, I had uh, other friends when I was in high school who played, uh, but they weren't the closest of friends or anything like that. So other than... My friend Renee, who I work with, there's another dude who I work with, um, not, not very good friends with him and Renee knows, (laughs) Renee knows that as well. Um, I'm not a big fan of that guy, Renee, by the way. Oh, well, but anyway, so yeah, just me, Renee and that other guy. And that's really it. (laughs) Um, and I'm closer with Renee, obviously to the other guy, which I'm not going to mention his name, but you know, Renee, who's Renee knows who I'm talking about. Um, but it doesn't really matter. So if you want to send me your friend code, you know, go ahead, feel free, send me your friend code. Uh, I've also had a couple of emails, um, asking, cause I live here in the Tampa Bay area and a couple of you do as well. Um, and asking, you know, Hey, you want to do a meetup or something like that? That would be really cool. Um, I feel uh, to do like a, a meetup, but I don't know exactly how many people there are. I've gotten an email from a small handful of, uh, of people as well who listen to the show who live in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I don't know of any local events coming around anytime soon other than that one Pokemon one in Orlando, um, Florida. Um, so to do an individual meetup, that would be kind of weird because, you know, don't have that much time to go ahead and do that. I mean, it wouldn't be weird, but it would just be, you know, kind of going out of my way. Uh, on the weekends, I'm usually over in the Clearwater area, uh, cause I host a radio show there. I'm not sure how that's going to go anytime soon though. But yeah, so, um, Go ahead, send me any uh, any questions, any emails. If you want to exchange friend codes, go ahead. Um, send me an email with your friend code asking for mine, and I'll I'll try to email you right away with mine as well. I've added already a few people that listen to the show, and I'm I'm glad to add as many people as I can until my DS gets filled up. Obviously, but I think I only have maybe like five or six right now. 
not that not that big of a deal. I think the DS holds a hundred, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you know, don't be nervous about sending me your friend code or asking me for mine. I'm I'm just another person, just like you. I'm not anybody uh, at all. That really, but anyways, um, I don't really have a question of the episode. I, I feel like I should start to do that um, more often because I've been getting a lot more emails than I used to before. That's why I stopped doing question of the episode. Um, but that's pretty much it. You know, the holiday season is coming up soon. Uh, it's already October. We got November. We got December. So the holiday season is coming up. If you know anybody who really is interested in Pokemon or just buying anything off of Amazon, usually buying online is is usually the best because sometimes there's not even shipping. And if you have like Amazon Prime, you don't pay shipping at all for anything. So you can go buy Pokemon X and Y uh, for that person that you know really wants these new games or even a 3DS or even a 2DS. The guidebook is out as well. I actually picked mine up. It's a lot smaller than I expected it to be. The small little hardcover book. Again, you can go to pokedexradio.com slash store. Like I said, the holiday season's coming up. You don't want to be, you know, right at the last minute trying to buy something, you know, on the online or whatever, and it doesn't come until after Christmas and all that stuff. And things just get busy around the holiday times as well. So again, pokedexradio.com slash store to do some of your holiday shopping. Um, the movies are up there as well. Uh, movies one through 15 at the moment, the Genesect movie, um, I don't think it's come out on DVD yet, but I will go ahead and add that once it comes out. Uh, again, the show notes for today's episode is over at pokedexradio.com slash 59. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the show, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, you can do so on iTunes, just search Pokedex radio, uh, or I'm sorry, just go to pokedexradio.com slash iTunes and you can subscribe from there. Uh, and if you do already subscribe on iTunes, please go ahead and give us a, a good rating and a review. Uh, reviews are always nice to read. Like I always mention on the show, I love reading them. Um, I'm not going to like give anything out because of reading them. Mm, that reminds me. I'll talk about that in a second. And if you use Stitcher as well uh, to listen to the show, please give us a thumbs up over on Stitcher. I wanted to talk about this. I only have a few minutes because um, I try to keep the show under an hour. I have like 14-ish minutes now. Actually, a little bit longer because I've been recording for longer than what you've been listening to. Anyways, I mentioned in the last episode that there is a weird article not weird article but there is an article over on bulbapedia about pokedex radio it's an unpublished uh what's uh, i think what on bulbapedia is called a sandbox article which anybody can go in and manipulate the article unfortunately i don't know who wrote that article but i did a little bit of research about that person who is um their name is bulbapedia aid like a capital b capital p for pedia and capital a for aid so bulbapedia aid and i found out some other articles that they that this person wrote and just so happens that they also wrote an article about the Puckle podcast. And they mentioned that, you know, the Puckle podcast, um, during episode 90, they did this and they, what they don't do very often. And I, and I actually respect them for that because they don't really mention other Pokemon podcasts. I do just because I don't care. Um, you know, we're all Pokemon trainers here. We all like Pokemon. I'm if, if, you know, you come up in conversation, then you come up in conversation. I'm not going to diss you or anything like that. You know, you are who you are. You express your Pokemon opinions just like I do, whatever. But uh, I listened to episode 90 of the Pokedex of, uh, of the Puckle podcast uh, over at PucklePodcast.com. They're they're decent guys. Um, their show has gotten a little weird recently. Like they don't publish as often as they used to, but whatever. Um, I don't listen to them 
as much as I used to when they first started. They were good when they first started, but they've kind of, I feel, gone down just a little bit since then. Uh, but they're still pretty good at what they do. They know their stuff. Anyways, I listened to episode 90, and they got an email from a listener. And I'm, I'm still at, at this current moment debating whether I should mention that listener. Uh, fine, I will. I used, to get an, I used to get emails from a listener named KC, the, the initials KC. And it's not the KC from the old WTPT podcast. It is KC that I know he used to email this show a lot. And he's actually, um, he has a, a voicemail that he left for us, not a voicemail, but he recorded himself and emailed it to us, which I guess you can consider a voicemail uh, over on episode 26 of Pokedex radio, uh, pokedexradio.com slash 26. And um, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe they're both initials are both of them emailed this show and the other show as KC, but I have a feeling that KC is Bulbapedia aid. Now I have his email, so I'm tempted to email him, but I don't know if his, that email is still, um, being used or not. So, and I tried finding a way to contact him through Bulbapedia and I tried tweeting at Bulbapedia saying, Hey, how do I contact this person? Never got a tweet back. Thanks Bulbapedia. But, um, I want to find out about this article that this person wrote, Bulbapedia 8, who I feel, I'm not 100% yet, I I have a feeling it might be the same Casey who used to listen to this show all those years ago. And um, funny enough, today is October 23rd, 2013. Um, He last accessed that article October 23rd, 2012. So it's been exactly one year. I didn't mean for that to happen. That's just coincidence. I was looking at the article earlier before I started recording and I saw that and I was like, wow. Um, so I want to know more about this article. If anybody knows anything, I would really like to hear. Um, if you know, uh, if you, uh, or Casey, if you're listening, please email me feedback at pokedexradio.com. I'd like to see a little bit more about this article so I can maybe give you a little bit more of, um, uh, Obviously, you have a, a subjective view of the Pokedex Radio podcast, which is a good thing. You're trying to write a, you know, a sub, uh, an, um, sorry, not subjective, but an objective article uh, about the show. Like, I've seen that this person, Bulbapedia8, if that is Casey, I don't know, um, about other Pokemon podcasts. I believe he wrote for or she wrote for WTPT. Uh, if, this, uh, if it's Casey, then it's a guy, obviously. Um, but if it's somebody else, then he or she wrote for Puckle Podcast, uh, WTPT. I believe there's also one for um, uh, Pokemon Mondays. No, I think Pokemon Mondays is, is not the one that's published, but there is one for it's super effective as well. Not that I really want an article about myself on Bulbapedia. It would be nice. I would be very appreciative of one, but I'm not really like out for, you know, all the publicity and everything. Like I don't have to have an article on Bulbapedia, even though they are the number, like the number one news source or or resource for Pokemon stuff. Like a lot of the information I get is from Bulbapedia, except the Pokemon of the episode, which I get from Cerebi. Um, I just want it. I just want to know who wrote this article so I could, I don't want them to take it down, but I just want a little bit more like fix it up a little bit, <laughs> you know, uh, it, there's some things that are wrong. The links are all wrong. All the links on that article, that unpublished article are all incorrect. They're all old links for everything before. 
there is no pokedexradio.blogspot.com anymore. At least it's still there, but I don't ever use it because we have an actual website. There is no pokedexradio.wordpress.com anymore, even though it's still there. I don't use it because I have my own website. There, you know, who's going back and listening to all these, uh, to, to listening to these episodes on the old websites? I don't know. I'm going to need to take them down or at the very least put up like a PSA kind of thing. Like we've moved to pokedexradio.com. Simple as that. No dot WordPress, no dot webs, which I had at the very, very beginning. No dot blogspot, which I had uh, for the majority of the Pokedex radio lifespan. Uh, then I moved to WordPress for a little while, then straight to an actual website, even though it's also powered by WordPress, sort of. Um, again, pokedexradio.com. If you know anything about this article or know how to get in contact with anybody to find out who wrote this article and can forward it over to me, please do so. Um, I was not able to find much information other than the fact that I did some research and found out that the writer of this article also emailed the other show just so I haven't had the same name as the guy who used to email our show. And it was just like, I don't know if that's like a good connection or not, but whatever. So again, please email me feedback at pokedexradio.com. Uh, if you have any information about that, again, pokedexradio.com slash iTunes to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, if you're on Stitcher, give us a thumbs up. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. Uh, you can leave a comment in the show notes. If you have any comments or anything about today's show um, at pokedexradio.com slash 59 for today's episode. Or you can find all of the other episodes, all the old episodes of Pokedex Radio over at pokedexradio.com. That is it for today's episode. Trainers, again, my name is Austin, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is a Flashlight Studios production. Copyright 2013, Flashlight Studios. For more information, you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com. And thank you for listening.